Hello and welcome, once again, to another podcast by me, Jordan Kautz. This is I Don't Want to Watch Alone. Um, I'm, uh, if you've not listened to this before, why are you starting now with this one? Strange choice. But this is a fun episode because we're doing two things at once. Wow. Mmm. Mmm. Had three people. Yeah, you heard right. Um, so today... Um, well, as you know, I started this podcast off as a film podcast, hence it being I ca- called I Don't Want to Watch Alone. It then became something of a, a mishmash, and it turned into an Animal Collective podcast for a bit. And then the, there was a couple episodes where we did some random things. Remember when we all ate dinner together? Dinner episode. We bought food. We bought food. And yeah, we, we ate it. it. I said eight dinner together. I said eight. Well, we can listen back to this, everyone. I said eight. Um, anyway, today, we're coming to, as a coming together of two strands of the podcast. That's so exciting. I wow. know. And a coming together of two of my favourite people of all time. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so here today, to talk about the Trey Edward Schultz... <laughs> Jewish? No. <laughs> the Trey Edward Schultz movie, uh, Waves, from 2019. Uh-huh. And to talk about... The Animal Collective album Painting With from 2016. 2016's a key year to remember in this podcast, <laughs> in this episode. Um, is my good friend Michael McEwen. Hey, hi, hello. Regular on the show. And uh, my incredible wife, Isabel Campadella. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. That's a hello from Issa and a hello from Michael. And Inari, my cat, trying to step on the laptop. She says hello too. Um, so the way we're going to do this today is I guess we're going to talk about the movie first because we just, just, watched, just it. watched it. So let me explain my little and experience. I need to go to sleep. And Issa needs to go to sleep, so she, she's going to join for the movie, not for the album. Um, so let me start by just saying Waves is a movie. Came out in 2019. Fred um, Schultz, as I said. Who Did you guys see any of his other movies? He made, um, before this, he made... A film called Krisha. Didn't no. see that one. No, didn't see any of his. And others. it comes at night. I haven't seen it. Like a horror movie. No, it sucked. <laughs> Apparently, he's currently working on a TV show. Anyway, um, so this movie waves. Um, how do we do a uh, one-line plot of this movie? How can we? Uh, well, okay. Before we start, I'm going to say this is a movie. This is a podcast. Where we're going to spoil the movie. Yeah, shit. spoilers. So hopefully. If Michael's correct, this movie will be on Netflix by the time this episode is released. Yeah, okay. almost definitely. So he works people, for Netflix. Michael works for Netflix, of course. <laughs> um, so if anyone's not listened, uh, watch the movie. Even pause now. Go watch the movie. Listen later. It's only like a quick, short, like couple, couple, couple minutes, couple hours, hours, sixteen minutes, and on top of that, look, you're thing. listening Honestly, to a fine. podcast. You clearly got nothing better to do. Yeah, you got yeah. you got time on your hands. You watch a, watch a two and a quarter hour movie and listen to and a two back. and a quarter hour podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, this movie is um, it's it's in two parts. I think we can say that. Now yeah, we're talking in I would say it's in two parts. The first part, well, it follows a, a black suburban family. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Big, big rich family. Wealthy. Big wealthy family. Doesn't really get mentioned. But the yeah. first, yeah. <laughs> the first half is about, it focuses on the son, who's a, a, a wrestler. Oh, yeah. And the second half focuses on his sister, who mm -hmm. is general a sister. General Too sister. Too young figure. to have an occupation. Too young to Why have... Why don't you say son and then daughter? Interesting. Huh? Because it's about the brother-sister relationship. Yeah, I guess. But it's also about the father, mother, daughter. Anyway... Mm -hmm. So, the reason I picked this movie, and the reason we're talking about it in conjunction with uh, um, Painting With, is because um, this movie's a bit of a jukebox movie, and <laughs> it does happen to feature three, yes you heard correctly, three Animal Collective songs, and it's probably the only film in the history of cinema to name check Animal Collective. <laughs> yeah. Which is pretty important knowledge. for our podcast. Outside like, of like music documentaries. <laughs> I feel like you're giving Animal Collective a bad rep in saying that you wouldn't assume a movie would include their music so much. I well, feel like it's it's great it, movie soundtrack. It really is, but it, it, you'd be surprised how rarely it's used and I don't know whether it's to do with yeah, right stuff or... Yeah, you know, they come up in a few things. Yeah. There's a Simpsons episode. Yeah. There was a match of the day episode. Yes, there was. There is the movie Short Bus, which maybe yeah. would me and you want to do an episode on at some point. That's a great movie. Mm. Um, where, which has two Animal Collective songs from Sung Tongs. Again, very contemporary at the time. Yeah, but I've never seen them name-checked. No, yeah. that was something special. And they're very prominent. Like, a character's singing along. Yes, a character's singing along. And, you know, name-checking them in the sense of it being an important band. Yes. For their, you know, emotionally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's um, my water. And I... Diegetic. Diegetic. Mm. So, I think, I just want to say, when I, I saw this movie in the cinema... Um, I almost watched it in the cinema. Oh, cool. So, I went to see it at the BFI, um, and I didn't know what it was about. I just heard that it had a pretty, um, pretty funny... Like, I was already described to me as kind of having, like, a bit of a funny soundtrack. And I say funny soundtrack because... Uh, as Michael pointed out at one point during the movie, almost all of the songs in the movie are from 2016, <laughs> which yeah. is really interesting. Um, not entirely sure why. It was just a big, it was a big year for music, I guess. Coincidence. Entire coincidence. Maybe. Well, it was just, it was clearly written around that time. Coincidence. Yeah. It's the kind of thing where I imagine he wrote it and was listening to all this music at the time and was like, yeah, I'm going to put that in there. Yeah, I'm going to put mm. that in there. Um, which is quite rare, and I guess he's quite a young filmmaker. But anyway, so I was sitting in the cinema. I knew that there was. I knew that Animal. Co I knew that Bluish was in the movie. I knew that much. But the opening scene of the movie, after a very brief image of someone riding a bicycle, is two main characters sitting in a car, listening to none other than the opening of Painting with Florida. Lead single. Lead single, and. Uh, I remember being very excited when I heard this in the cinema. Um, it's a great song, which we'll talk about in depth later. But um, it's quite a wild opening to the movie. It got me kind of excited when I first saw it. How did you guys react to that? Obviously, you knew that going in there was going to be that. But Oh, I definitely knew it. It's all Jordan talks about. I've, I've been talking about it for three years now. <laughs> yeah, he did tell me when he, after he'd seen the film. Um, I really wish that I didn't know going in because it would have been shocking. But still, still quite bewildering to see. Yes, because these characters are singing along to this song as well. Mm -hmm. Animal Collective are not known for their singable lyrics, really. Um, so that was quite exciting. Yeah, and I think just um, the th this uh, 
Animal Collective in the context of all these other bands. It's weird seeing them with all these other bands, and it's a very specific kind of person that listens to all these music, this type of music together. Yeah, what yourself? What is that? Yeah, I know it's, well, it's funny because it is myself. the kind of music that me and you would listen to. I think too. this is a movie that is specifically feels specifically curated for an individual, and you know, obviously, you guys like enjoy some of the music in here. I'm not saying that you don't enjoy the other bits of music, but there's a specific type of person out there who would love this movie, regardless of plot, simply because of all the music. That's mm. It's like turning on a TV channel and like you just see for the next 10 hours straight it's all your favourite TV shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's that one person, you know, there's many of them, but there's that one person <laughs> who just loves and would love the movie. And it regardless. all fits in with the whole aesthetics of the film mm-hmm. mm. and the visual stuff. It's a certain it's... type of art boy. That has, yeah. Art skater boy. <laughs> that has emerged in the part, or since 2016, I think. It's kind of, it's so attached to the, well, I want to say the current cultural zeitgeist, but it's kind of the current, the cultural zeitgeist of, 2016, which is weird because yeah. it came out in 2019. But yeah, but we know that 2020 in that 2020 mm-hmm. onwards is just recycling everything that yeah, happened in the true. last hundred years. It's true, but um, yeah, there's something there's something about it that's a bit strange. This choice of music is so odd because all of the songs, are, yeah, they just fit the specific type of person. Um, yeah, and I think I don't know how soon I wanted to get into this but I think that uh, race is so important in evaluating all of this. Evaluating all of what you mean? The music choices and the um, plot. The choice to make it about like a black family and stuff. A black rich family and kind of the interracial relationship in the second Mm -hmm. half Mm -hmm. and um, and the fact that it's a white guy that wrote and directed this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, like, um, also, like, what I was saying earlier about Animal Collective in this context of uh, being alongside, like, Kanye West songs and yeah. Frank Ocean, and there's, I don't know, everything about this film, like, screams white rap music fan. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's, I, I know what you mean, and... In that case, it's definitely something that will probably settle in much better once you actually talk about it. Because we haven't actually talked about the movie yet. Yes, true. It just finished, mm-hmm. and here we are. So I feel like working through what your brain is thinking and experiencing mm-hmm. will be helped a lot with actually voicing these things out loud. Yes. Because we're all very aware of how the movie made us feel mm-hmm. and our initial reactions. But I think the nuances of that will yeah. become more apparent. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, where do we start then? Where do we start? Did anyone like the film? It ebbed and flowed, you know? It, it really... <laughs> waves. It, 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 <laughs> that's how the waves work. Um, yeah, it, it pulls you in at, at, at times. It's very, it's very jarring. Mm. And then sometimes you feel so detached from it because of how sort of misplaced it feels. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if that's 
again, first time these words are coming up my mouth. <laughs> no, I mean, I've had a lot of time to think about this, and obviously it's the second time I've seen it, and I feel exactly yeah. the same way as I did the first time. My instant reaction is the same as my reaction now, which yeah. seems to be the same as yours, where there's quality in some places, but like yeah. there's some like massive missteps, and there's some mm. like really corny choices. I feel like in the missteps, it's it's a film that causes so much stress to watch, mm. and it is so adrenaline inducing in in not the like wow I'm in for a ride kind mm -hmm. of way and I feel like if that was tweaked a bit it could have flowed much nicer but again I'm not a filmmaker I don't know how I would actually go through that but it feels like it mixed long art movie with really intense and necessary content yeah. with with the music mm. and the things that it was trying to do that yeah. just didn't gel with it. If, if There's uh, like so many heavy topics that um, it takes a lot of confidence to think that you're able to make a really good film about. Yeah. That That's probably why it took two, two hours and a bit, you know? It, yeah, it's trying you to can't... do so much. Um, and I think it's clearly made by someone who loves movies, loves trying new things, but yeah. he's trying like a hundred different things in the space Which is of why I two respect, hours. I respect the effort yes. a lot, but some of the things that came out of it, like, sorry to just jump in on like a specific thing, but the changing of the aspect ratio, I think it's <laughs> really, really nice sometimes, like, if it was done subtly, the whole black space top and bottom yeah. going in but when it kept changing I didn't really understand why for those moments if it made more sense I, and it clicked I'd be like wow very smart but yeah. it, it felt like it was doing it too subtly for the strangest times yeah 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 and trying to do that on top of everything else you're doing it's yeah. just like just keep it simple you need less things it kind of feels like you, you've downloaded Premiere Pro for the first time. Yeah, you're and you're like, oh, I like this font. Oh, I yeah. like this effect. Yeah. Oh, I like this one. Let's just try it all. Oh shit, we've got a five-hour movie. Yeah. Well, I think what you were saying um, <laughs> just before we started talking um, uh, on on mic uh -huh. to do with it being an anxiety-inducing movie. It's one of those things where, um, yeah, it's making the choice to try and stress out the audience, which I don't know whether is good filmmaking no, that's or good craft. That's it's what like, I don't like about it. Is because. I think there is a place in film to just do fun things to look cool, mm -hmm. um, and I love that. I, I was basically what I do for when I make my little visuals for my um, for my music. Yeah. But to do that in this scenario, which with for for what the film is about, I don't. And this feels so unnecessary. Yeah. And there's yeah. so much of it. Yeah. And it was. Uh, very off-putting. Mm -hmm. Ex exactly like why it, it ebbs and flows. It's because it has those moments that touch you and that you think, wow, this is such a great way of exploring this topic. It feels very raw. It feels very emotional. And then it loses that touch mm -hmm. when something artistically chaotic comes in. Yes. And yeah. you're like, I understand this is art. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Tough. Honestly. Um... Interesting, I, as a sort of general thing, do you prefer the first half or the second half? Because I know what I prefer. Second sure. half by far. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say. I didn't watch most of it, 
but I, I like almost cried twice watching the second half. Yeah, it felt very. It felt toned down. It's genuine. It's it like felt a... so much more genuine. You could tell that the improv, the the characters that were in most of these scenes mm-hmm. had a lot of chemistry together. Those two actors are fantastic. Yeah, really good. Lucas Hedges and what's the girl called? She's from... He's also in the Escape Room movies. Have you seen those, Michael? No. They're great. They're so <laughs> much fun. Yeah, they're really fun, honestly. Like, they're great movies. Um, her name is Taylor Russell, yeah. Um, yeah I don't think the other two had... Like, didn't have chemistry. I just feel like... It was Well, just, they were more they like, more. you know, arguing and... Yeah, so uh, Kelvin Harrison Jr. is the guy who plays Tyler and um, Alexa Demi, who's also obviously mm-hmm. in, um, what's that show? Euphoria, which this show, this film also has that same sort of zeitgeisty thing that Euphoria has, where it's yeah. a very specific moment in time that we're living in, and those like uh, needle drops with the music feels the same way it does in Euphoria sometimes, yeah, where I'm a bit like, oop, and this no, is too I, current, I like, wait, but also 2016. Who's the guy who directed Euphoria? Is it Sam? Levinson. Sam, Sam Levinson. Levinson. I feel like he saw Alexa Demi from this and went, I want to create a character off her because she's a cheerleader. Well, I like, think... same clothes, I same think they vibe, to, everything. I think this movie hadn't even come out yet. I think they happened to just have had similar ideas and she happens to be the it same. Feels, it feels like the same person. Mm, I know, I know. She was also in the mid-90s, remember? The little boy? She had sex with the little boy? Luke Hedges was in that. Yeah, Lucas Hedges was in that as well. Wow, they all know each other. You should write spoilers for mid-90s too. Spoilers for mid-90s, he has sex. <laughs> um, thank you. you. Spoiled it for me. Oh, have you seen it? No. Oh. oh. Well, forget we said that. Forget we said You'll forget it. Mid-90s yeah. is better than this film, but similar. Yeah, <laughs> it also, yeah, there's a... It's similar vibe, similar audience. Mm-hmm. But, um... Well, I suppose it helps being set in the mid-90s, they use mid-90s music. Something and I just simpler and better. Just, mm, yeah. Mm. I don't particularly like mid-90s either, but... Yeah, at least it's being simpler, at least it's not trying to do a million things at once. Mm. Um, but it does make me feel like if this... I don't know, if he worked... I feel like maybe he is a good director, maybe just not a good writer. Yeah, I feel like there's there's things in this that make me really want to like you know watch some of his other stuff. Future stuff, mm-hmm. especially. Yeah, it'd be very see, interesting to see what he does next. Yeah, exactly, see what he creates. But I hope he doesn't take it in the direction of doing more. Mm. <laughs> I feel like this would be a great place to be like, so what succeeded about this movie? <laughs> yeah, what am yeah. I really good at? And work with that. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. honestly surprised that he chose to write about this topic. Like, I wonder if he had a writing partner or... So what I was just reading is apparently that it is somewhat based on his own life. Okay. And He's Lucas Hedges. No, like he is, I assume, the kid. But what apparently it bec- it became about a black family instead because he liked the actor that he worked with in his last film, film that comes at night so much, mm-hmm. who then plays the kid in this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is also probably why some of the racial dynamics feel kind of weirdly, like, awkwardly written in. But I'm happy that he... That he that they don't overtly touch upon them too much because if if it did mm. it would have been like you have to do this really well or else it's just gonna not fall well yeah 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 to people who watch it so yeah some of it felt a bit awkward but again they don't 
it's very generic, the stuff that they say. That, yeah, yeah, That yeah. the family does mention about race, and it's all... It's all very... Like, it's implied mm. within their family dynamic, but it's not being specifically talked about yeah, yeah, yeah. too much. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think... Yeah, at least... Yeah, but then that is what people are critique, have critiqued about it. Is yeah, that, absolutely. Like, if it's going to be about race, like, it has to be about race. You can't I feel just... like it kind of picks and chooses where mm. it wants to not see race and where it... Yeah. Like, I don't know, it's just... If you look at it blankly, like, the first half is about a black kid who... Big spoiler. <laughs> big spoiler coming. Big spoiler. Black kid who kills his girlfriend. And then the second half is about his younger sister falling in love with a really nice white guy. <laughs> and this was all made by a white person. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Ugh. I don't know. That was what was bugging me the whole time. I can imagine, like, this is complete speculation, mm -hmm. but I can imagine him writing this. He may have even wanted to take it. You know how some people are like, can we not just have black characters living their lives without it being specifically a discussion mm -hmm. about race mm -hmm. and he might have I don't know maybe thought let's just do that then you know write a story and just have the characters be black and how do we justify some of the things we actually have to mention them which is why it feels like he picks and chooses it mm. he's you know maybe I am just Completely. Yeah, it's, I think like, it's a very, um, like, I obviously I, I love that. I don't think that whenever mm -hmm. black people are in a film it should be about race. Like, there's so many good films where that doesn't happen. But um, it does, yeah, it does feel like he has a very, like, overconfidence in how much he can ignore it. Yeah, yeah, I mean? yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah, it's an odd one. Um... Uh, what else uh, in specifics do we need to talk about about this movie? Well, I I was laughing at almost every music cue. The music cues are like a bit much. There's the There's bit when I am many. a god comes on. It's the bit I remember in the cinema. Like, oh. like it's the moment like he pushes his dad, and as his dad hits the ground, the song starts. It all feels very like, and then the song choices themselves being extremely on the nose, like the I, uh, the title of the creator song. They are ridiculous, honestly, some of them. Yeah. Um, and it is just, yeah, it is funny. Yeah, in a way it's not supposed to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's supposed to be yeah, like, these are your Yeah, he's not intended it for yeah. it to be funny. It's like, <sighs> there is like, like come on. Because I think I've thought about this a lot before, because I feel like there's, uh, it's, it's so, um, it's very rare that you get these con like contemporary songs like this that are meant to be non-diegetic. Mm -hmm. They like seep in diegetically sometimes. Mm -hmm. But like usually if there's a contemporary song playing in a film, it's like in a club scene and blah, blah, blah. Um, so to have, yeah, to have these such recent yeah, songs... Yeah, you're right. Usually... Them acting as the emotive... Yeah, yeah. In the movie, the you, usually you use something. Maybe they just hit differently in two thousand sixteen, you know. But like the <laughs> film came out in twenty nineteen, you know. Well, it's a really bold That's choice. That's the strangest and thing. Yeah, but it came out. Who knows when it was starting to be made? Yeah, but like by the end of the movie, it's set in twenty nineteen. The like the oh, the done thing for the for kind of uh, these jukebox type jukebox type films mm -hmm. where they're like soundtrack based. Like usually it will be. Really 
it'll be old songs, it'll be more, more obscure stuff. Um, kind of the most famous example of this kind of like soundtracky type thing is like Pulp Fiction. Mm -hmm. And that's like specific, even though it's set in the 90s, it's not supposed to feel like the 60s. Yeah. Like uh, every song in it is from the 60s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so like that builds up like that kind of world. And so yeah, the, the choice to do that with really current songs that you don't know what kind of context they're gonna have, like by the time the film's released. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like because years. he clearly wrote all the these risk. songs into his script. It is like a he's risk, like yeah. these songs punctuate my movie, like these are the songs I need. Maybe he had backups for each one or something, for <laughs> rights clearances and stuff, but like because it's so much a part of like the body of the movie, it's just like I don't know. It's just, it's so weird. I mean, if, even now, like, the way that people feel when they hear a Kanye song, or a Chance the Rapper song, or any of that stuff, is so different to how they were perceived in 2016. Yeah, it's very Those true. two examples are just way less cool now than they yeah, were yeah, back yeah. then. Anyway, Issa, you got to shoot. Issa needs to get I need to go to bed. Thank Good night, everybody. Hey, final thought? Good night. <laughs> good night. Um, yeah. Is um, anything else? Does, I hated the film, by the way. I didn't like it. <laughs> no, it's not good. No, it was bad. There's some interesting stuff. It's a very interesting movie, and I'm glad yeah, to see it. It stretched a bit. I thought we were okay, but I'm glad I watched it as well. But it was, and it was uh, hard to watch. It it's a tough. It's a tough watch. Unpleasant. It's quite unpleasant to watch. Things happening in it. Yeah, sorry for putting you through that, guys. <laughs> Though we should talk about the two other tracks and the collective tracks in the movie. We should, yeah. So there was only, yeah, just the one thing. Mm -hmm. 15, technically, when it was released. Um, nerd. <laughs> nerd. And then Bluish, 2009. 2009, Bluish. That comes after the um, Lock Raven. Yeah. Which was the live version. And Issa had to point it out to us. Yeah, yeah. She's the real fan here, apparently. We, we look like fools. Well, yeah, I, I heard it. I, was, I didn't hear Issa say it. Oh. Fine, that's that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but it was the live version. That was fun, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounded good. That's, I mean, that is really nice. You could slip that in without anyone knowing it's Yeah, yeah, creative. yeah. That, that bit was well done. I thought there was some nice bits from Trent Atticus and... What are their names? Trent Reznor and Atticus Trent, Ross. Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross. Yeah. Um, yeah. They they had some nice stuff in there. No yes. Not a fan of them, but... No, no. Some that was good. Yeah. Um, and that bluish scene is the scene where uh, uh, the female character, the sister, uh, she puts a song in the car, she puts on bluish. And, and they name check. Well, Lucas Hedges says, is this blood orange? <laughs> and then... Um, she corrects him and says, no, it's Animal Collective. And we cheered. We did cheer. We cheered when they said Animal Collective. We'd have done that in the cinema too. I, I did. <laughs> I got up on my seat. Alright, I think that's enough about Waves. That's enough about Waves. Form um, your own opinion. So yeah, form your own opinion. It's a, it's a messy, messy movie. Yeah. Let's um, talk about something that is also messy, but we definitely do like. Painting <laughs> with the Animal Collective album from... 2016. Um, last week we talked about Centipede Hurt. Mm -hmm. um, 
And... And I forgot to say something that I want to bring up now. Oh, please, go ahead, Michael. Um, there, there's a great uh, live album from that tour, the Centipede Hertz tour, live at 9.30. That's probably my favourite. Animal live album. It's a very good live album. I like it a lot. Which is so weird, cause, yeah, because I don't know. Album cover as well. It's got like a bunch of those second half Centipede Hurt songs that we were not that bothered about mm-hmm. that are in it, but they're still they're pretty good. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's it. Forgot to mention it. Um, very good. Um, before we get started, I'm gonna go and kiss my wife goodnight. Okay. Edit this bit out. Uh huh. So this was the first one that came out as I was a fan, you know. That's really cool. Twenty years old. Loving Good boy. It. Yeah, really excited. Florida dropped, and I went nuts. That must have uh, yeah really blown your mind. Yeah, listen to it like on repeat. Um, so yeah, twenty sixteen, very early twenty sixteen. Um, obviously Florida, like you said, came out in twenty fifteen. Um, November. Oh, it's kind of like what's happening this time around, right? Yeah, they tend to November for a February release. January, February, I've noticed that. Um, I did not know this that um, John Cale and Colin Stetson feature on this. John Cale. Yeah. Yeah, is he on the second track? Uh, we'll find out, I guess. Okay. Um. So yeah, this the stuff that's happened between Centipede Hurts and now. Right. Um. Avi Tear Slasher not Flicks. Not a lot. Yeah, Avi Tear Slasher f- Flicks. Which uh, we will talk about at some point, but I'm a very big fan of that, their yeah, album. it's pretty good. Um, you've got the Panda Bear album, Grim Panda Reaper. Bear vs. Grim Reaper. Excellent. Very exciting. Really good. We'll talk about that another up. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's Hocus Pocus that John Cale is on. I thought so. Spoilers, spoilers. Um, so, yeah, this um, this album... It's a it's a more obvious step in a different direction. Yeah. Sonically. Sonically. Um, <laughs> uh, how would you describe it? Well, you know, if Centipede Hertz was very murky, this is the opposite. It's very like bright. It's very um, yeah, a bit more major key. The. It's very boppy. Very boppy. Yeah. It's very lo- purposely energetic. Like, yeah. Um, short songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, perhaps um, too many. <laughs> this is an album I have um, famously um, fixed. You fixed it. Well done. Which we'll get into at the end after we've gone through track by track. Uh-huh. Um, but, um, should we just go straight into the album? Yeah. Is there anything more of the background of it you want to talk about at all? Mm. No. Not really, no. I mean, uh, modular synthesizers. Right. It's big, big synthy noises on this album. Oh, um, Deacon's gone again, right? 
Deacon has pissed off, I believe, <laughs> yes. Of doing his solo album or something? Yeah, probably. Uh, so it's the... Uh... Oh, no, no, no. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Deacon. Yeah, he's gone. Yeah. Bye-bye, Deacon. He'll be it's back. It's been nice. Yeah, he'll be back. <laughs> um, so, yeah, let's just go track by track. Um, the opener, we talked about it enough. Famously, the opener, Floridada. Oh, yeah. Lovely sound. Lovely, oh, clean sound. To again, I tried to imagine not hearing an animal collective song for a while, or coming off his centipede hurts where I'm exhausted. Mm. And it's years later, and I put on my headphones, and I hear... So this song, um, that was definitely a phase where I got a bit sick of it, because um, I'd listened to it too much. I remember the first time I heard it, I said, turn this shit off. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot that when we met you didn't like Animal Collective, basically. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny that. And I really didn't like this. No. Um, Which is very funny. But now I adore this song, it's one of my favourite songs of this. It's incredible. It's an incredible song. One thing I have to mention as well, which I forgot to say, when this comes up in waves, uh, they're on a bridge. They are on a bridge. And the bit they're singing is about a bridge, and it's in the bridge of the song. That's cr it's crazy. That's three bridges. Three bridges. <laughs> like the train station. Just like the train station. <laughs> <laughs> and between uh, Crawley and Gatwick Airport. Yeah. For those of our overseas fans, it's <laughs> England for you. Um, this song is a delight. I yeah, love it. it's a good song. It's not it's my favourite on the album. Mm, I've got, got favourite. I've got I've got another favourite on this album actually as well. Maybe two actually I prefer than this. But I do. It's great. It sounds really nice. They're doing a lot. They're really fast singing. Yeah. Borderline rapping. <laughs> No. <laughs> they do the back and forth thing with the two vocals yes. so much on this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's kind of slaps, to be honest. Yeah. There's yeah. Times when it gets tiring. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just a great song. I haven't listened to this album in a while, and I'm loving it. See, when I have listened, it's it's the one that when I'm a bit bored of the other ones, I go and listen to this, and I'm so mm. happy. It's it's a really nice, happy. Thing to listen to after like pounding strawberry jam for a month, you know. <laughs> cool. Anything else on Florida? Florida there? No, you already talked about the bridge. Yeah. <laughs> the only other bit. All right. Talking about. I also really like Hocus Pocus. Oh, the dinosaurs. Yeah. I like these notes, and I like the drums. Um, what I'll say about this album, which makes it one of my least favourites, mm -hmm. and it's kind of clear here, um, even though there's some of the sounds in it which I really like, there's just kind of a... something wrong with all of the synths and stuff, mm -hmm. and the drums. They all sound like a little bit kind of thin and weak. Yeah, in like a way, and like kind though. of plasticky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a way that I can't really. That doesn't have the depth of the other albums. No. Yeah, it's intentional, but I feel like um, it's just something that that doesn't happen in any of their other albums. They all the others that I couldn't write, kind of saying something wrong with it. Mm. Something like that. 
I don't know, it's a hard one. It's something that like the Panda Bear album, which come out a year before this, like mm. the synths on that are all like gorgeous, and the drum samples they, that he uses and stuff is a bit more like hip hop influenced and mm -hmm. stuff. Like um, this one, they're kind of I don't know, they don't they don't sound great. I don't know what it is. I don't know mm. if they're. I think it's mostly live drums, probably. Right, right, right. But who, who produced this? Who produced? <laughs> Painting with. This doesn't say. Maybe they produced it themselves. Yeah, they must have done. Hmm. Hmm. Maybe that's why it sounds like that. <laughs> yeah, maybe they needed Ben H. Allen. Yeah. He's the usual producer. Mm. He's good. Alright. Good song though. I like Hocus Pocus. Yeah, I like Hocus Pocus. It's one of my favourites. Um, See, I wouldn't change anything about the first four tracks on this, so... Okay. I don't... Yeah. Um, my favourite two are those first two and the last two. Spoilers. Sorry. But the in-between, I'm not as knowledgeable about everything. But okay. There are some that so this like. next track is probably my favourite. Yeah, you love this one. I adore this song. It's vertical. I think it's good. I think it's... Iconic. It's such a fun song. Cool drums. Very cool drums. As I said, kind of like weak sounding a little bit, but yeah. I don't, I don't disagree. Yeah, but then you get a nice, you know? Some nice layers there, that like metal sort of seems coming in. Yeah, there's no, um, there's no, like, kind of better than A.B. songs thing, like, that's what simply heard, it's more like his first one, the first three songs that both of them. And yeah, different vocal lines over each other. I just think, oh, I love this one. <laughs> yeah, it's lovely. I need to listen to it now. Yeah, there's other songs in this album a lot later. Just, and the same problem said to be hurts with, it's a bit sluggish, but this feels so the opposite of sluggish. Mm -hmm. This is why it's my favourite one. It gives like adrenaline shows. Yeah, absolutely. This is again another one I put on playlists for friends. Mm. I think it's very tasteful of them. It's a nice tasteful song. Mm. And I like and my feet can't cross the parking lot, the parking lot is way too hot. Mm-hmm. Great. It's a lovely image. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, interesting sections. It's great. It's a great song. Yeah. So next I one. love this track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No idea. It's all windy windy. Yeah, it's so windy windy. You can already start to tell at this point in the album though that it's kind of not going to divert from what it's doing. <laughs> yeah, 100%. maybe is the problem with this album is that it maybe is the most one note of their albums. Yeah. They definitely, with all of them, they have a theme, like a sonic theme mm. that they stick to. 
maybe the which ones are kind of a bit more varied. Kind of feels strawberry jam. There is a bit more variety yeah, strawberry in jam. there. But um, just even yeah. the they're doing the you, vocals on every track feels can, similar. You can tell this is all made in a few months. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't dislike that. This is a cool song though. It's a good song. I do like it a lot. Yeah. Mm. It's definitely very different to anything they've done before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, it was, this was not well received by critics, by the way. No. At all. No, no, no. Their first probably actually panned. It's one of those things though where I feel like it's a grower. It's such a grower. Absolutely. It's for the fans at this point. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, yes, there was a very famous review that said it was absolute dog shit from start to finish. <laughs> Who said that? <laughs> Lee Arizona from The Quietus, which is a British online music and pop culture magazine. The Brits don't get this. No, they this don't get it. This isn't for them. This is for the Floridardans. Yeah, I can't see a single good review from a British publication here. No. Uh, uncut or slant or either of them British? I think uncut might be. Yeah. Right. Well, that's... We stand uncut. We stand uncut. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, getting three-star reviews from The Guardian and stuff. Yeah, that's, to be honest, that's the compliment. A sing-song number with faux nay lyrics and EDM belches. EDM belches. That's such an ugly way to describe this album. Yeah, stupid. Okay, so next up the burglars. Which I fucking hate. Top three of this album. Sometimes this is my favourite, sometimes that is my favourite. I very famously. I don't know if I like the second half. Of this song? Yeah. It's not perfect to show you fucking head. Um Do you remember very famously in twenty nineteen I tweeted um uh the burglars is gonna be sound of summer twenty sixteen. <laughs> You were close. Yeah. The sound of the summer 2K18 was Florida as displayed. By waves, yes, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, this song is perfect, I don't know what you're talking about. Where, uh, what, what part of it? It's fine. It's definitely the point where I get like... It's... No, no, no. No, what are you talking about? This is one of the, the best songs of their past ten years. Um, alright. I don't know why. <laughs> because it sounds good. <laughs> right, okay. I didn't notice that. This, I, find, <laughs> I find this one of the most difficult albums to talk about as well. Right. Is there? Oh. oh, to be fair, yeah, when it does this bit and then it bursts out through yeah. again, that's good. It is good, you're right. Yeah, when it bursts back out again, that's what's so sick about the song. Yeah. The burst. The burst. Not a lot of songs will burst out of nowhere again. This yeah, this this yeah. album kind of feels like balloons. <laughs> Which is why they're a bit airy, you know? They're filled with air. Sure. Have that thin plastic film. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, yeah, this know. bit you're like, what what is happening? It's annoying. But and then it but then it, it bursts back out. It Right, it's really good. It's so good. I've never sat and talked about it with someone. Yeah, well, that's the problem with a lot of people. <laughs> they need to sit down and talk about it and it will collect it to get it. 
just as easily at the beginning of Waves they could have been listening to this in the car, you know? Yeah, and they should, same... instead of like just humming along or whatever, um, they should have been discussing it at length for everyone Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was probably the problem with Waves, was that they didn't really talk about the Animal Collective songs when they came up. This is why you need to stop watching silly fictional films and start watching more music documentaries like I do. <sighs> They're way better. Pass. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, this is where the album falls apart for me. <laughs> well, I like a couple that are coming up. Natural Selection is, I have to say, off. It's not even on my final painting with really? fixed version. How many songs are on your... Um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. How many are on the original album? Twelve. Twelve. <laughs> you like just three. cut this. No, oh, right, you've added, added more. Oh, we'll get into the EP if you get that. Um, I had I had to have no problem with this thing, it's fine. In, yeah, but in the, in the one saying is this album is so repetitive. It needs, you need to cut a couple. Yeah. And what this. you need to do is replace this with something else, which I'll talk about later. Alright. Really pick up your little Because then the next track as well, let's just skip this one and just Skip into it. Okay, that's fine. No. This one I like. See, that one's gone as well. Really? It's gone. It's about um, babies and... I know, my culture, my people. Your culture. Um, I don't like this one, do I? I can't even remember. It's, it's got just a good title. a bit of a vibe at the beginning. This is a bit of a vibe, isn't it? Fortman. Airport. Well, it's funny because I often listen to my painting with fixed playlists instead of painting with so I don't even recognise this song right now. <laughs> That's pretty rude, I think. Like the long intro. I like the sound of it. Why did I remove it? Because I You know, I did make this fix like this quite a while ago now, so maybe it needs revisiting. I like this album. Yeah, I realised that. It's good. It's good. I have this with every Hannibal album. Yeah, there's something actually really good about this song. I've been sleeping on bagels in Kiev, but not like that. <laughs> it dials down the annoying a bit. It's a bit more... more yeah, they're doing kind of like a funny silly thing in the chorus that they don't normally do. It's kind of Beach Boysy. Yeah. I like this one. I'm grooving. Okay, yeah. Actually, bagels in Kiev, I shall uh, readmit that into the... Yeah, fit it in there somewhere, please. Maybe I'll drop one of the next ones. All right. Uh, okay, I love this next one. Me too. This is always one of the ones that um, set out for me in this middle section. See, this Floridada and the bird is one of the similar images. I always think of this. I hear a doubly clear that it always makes me think of you. Me? Yeah. Why? Can you always say it? What, doubly clear? You, you normally you just do that bit from the song quite a lot. Do I? Yeah. I've never noticed myself. You've done it to me a number of times. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I like the way this track builds. Me too, yeah. It's probably the, the most different thing. It's just, uh, you know, I feel like when you've got an album of stuff that's all the same kind of vibe, you look out for ways that it changes a bit mm -hmm. in this one. Like the structure of it is a bit different, I guess. 
But no, it's kind of similar to the um, burglars one, how it gets a bit claustrophobic and then bursts. Yeah, out. yeah, yeah. That's what they do really well on this album. Yeah. And this album has a vibe. It has an energy, and it's so much more listenable than Centipede Herds. Yeah. Because there's good stuff towards the end on this album as well, which I think helps. Yeah. Oh my god, the last two songs. I can't wait to get Sounds like they're saying on the light, you know? Yeah, yes. They love doing stuff like that, don't they? And it was nice, it happened twice. What are you talking about? It's so weird. <laughs> Fucking freaks. They are little freaks, aren't they? Little kooks. Are we done with on delay? I think we're done with on delay, we get the idea. Okay. Spilling guts. Spilling guts. Yeah, that's the bit of the song I don't like. But I do like the rest of it. Oh, this is good. It's such a happy album. It makes me happy to know that they're. It feels like they're having a good time when they yeah. make this. The Centipede Hurts, it seems like they're a bit depressed. I really hope they didn't read the reviews or take them into account. No. And it feels... Like, going from the new, the new stuff is so different to this, I do worry that they don't like it. No, I felt like they would stand by this. They seem like the kind of guys who would stand by their shit. Yeah. Once we eventually get to the podcast, well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you see them on this tour? No, no, I didn't see them. I've never seen You've them. You've never seen them live? I saw them on this tour twice. Uh, they did a lot of these songs. That must have been very cool. Yeah, it was interesting because they do really long songs on tour. Yes. So it, these songs are all stretched out. Of course. A lot. What the boys like, huh? Yeah. I do remember enjoying the older songs more. But. They just generally would sound better live anyway. Yeah. These ones have a nice, like, even though we're talking about the production being a bit off. Like, this song is so short, it's under two minutes. I know, what is wrong with them? Were they doing, they were just trying to speed it up a little bit. That's good, that's cool. I think if all of these songs are about a minute and a half, it'd be better. <laughs> <laughs> Not all of them, but no. yes, I understand what you mean. Um, going through it like this feels. Maybe it's because we're not listening to the whole song. It just feels like, kind of like a breeze. Yeah. Well, it must be a short album, right? 40 minutes? Yeah. I shaved 10 off the last one. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's better than Centipede Hurt. I'm right from oh, yeah. to say that. What's Summing the Wretch? I don't have that one on my... Again, this one sounds like all of the other ones. Yeah, it feels very... But like, listening to it now, by itself, I'm kind of like... It's alright. Yeah, that's the problem, they're doing the exact same vocal thing if they're doing the whole album. I don't know, I don't, I don't dislike it. I don't why. We're coming off favourite Animal Collective We album. keep trying to uh, criticise it and failing. Yeah, which wasn't a problem with Centipede Hurts, we laid into that bad boy. Wow. We cut open that centipede. <laughs> and it said, ow that hurts. You know, I didn't think when we began this podcast series, I would change my mind about anything, but I think that it's changed my mind that I would like this more than I thought I did. Wow. I'm but gonna be I'm happy have, about that. I'm gonna have to listen to it on my own again, probably. Yeah, 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 of course, without me narrowing in your ear about how good all the songs are. <laughs> I just, yeah, I have such an affection for this album because I've just gotten to like really find it cozy. It's like a comfort album for me at this point. That's nice. I'd like to be comforted. 
<laughs> Alright, I'm done with this one. Let's get Yeah, me too. Is this about... Now this is the She's best song for me. It's a great song. It's a great pop song. Yeah. And yeah, like what we were saying, the problem is They've left this till the end. It sounds great. You need this. It's so clear and happy. Yeah. Do you know also like there's a um, video on YouTube of them doing like a live session of this song. Oh yeah. And it's really cool. It sounds a little bit different. I think one of them is using like a vocoder or something. Sounds like that. It sounds really good. It sounds like a little bit different and it's nice. But this is a beautiful song. I love it. This is maybe top 10 animal collective for me. Wow. That's yeah. big. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's big. <laughs> gorgeous song. Yeah, it's gorgeous. It's, it's just nice. It's like lovely, optimistic sounding. Another one I'd show to anyone to try and bring them over to the AC side, you know? Yeah. Yep. Definitely on the playlist I made for my girlfriend. Mark's got a girlfriend. That happened since the last time we did a podcast, Numb Nuts. I didn't want to mention it, but yeah, I did. Um, and what did she say? Well, she rated all of the songs. Wow. Did I tell you this? No, you got to show me She rated this. all of the songs in the playlist. Oh, okay. What was her lowest? Um, they were all between three and four. Which was very diplomatic. A bit upset that there weren't any fives in there. But the growers, they're all lesson, growers. And yeah, very diplomatic. I'm sure the threes that probably meant, you know, two. Yeah, yeah, of course. But anyway, I'm, I'm going to go through it now. Should we, uh, we'll quickly do the last song as well. Yeah, and then we've obviously got to talk about um, the ratings. No, oh, the other album, the, the EP. Okay, yeah, all right. Okay, so the, the great song, Golden Girl. Great song. And then recycling. Oh my god, good it's message. So good. It's a good message. It's important to recycle. It's very important to recycle, everyone remember that. Golden Gala, it's like about uh, feminism or something. Yeah, it's about feminism or something. <laughs> also important. You can look into that if you care. Yeah. Just Google it, feminism. And this might not even be a very sad But the, the name certainly is. The name certainly is recycling. And it's got a lovely intro. I can see on your phone that you've got that album cover. Yeah, the main one. Is that the main one? Yeah. Oh, so you're right. Maybe. I always think about the geologist one being the main one for some reason. I don't know whether it is that on Spotify or something. I don't know if I have a favourite of the three covers. Yeah. Oh, of course. I think the Geo one's nice. Anyway, this song is great. I just, yeah, you'd think at this point they have you know, kind of pounded out the, the you know, because that's all the same. Mm -hmm. But this, I don't know, there's something about it. It's a bit like slower, mm -hmm. probably the slowest one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, wow, we've really come around. 
Yeah, and also I felt like I, I felt like my my fixed playlist is moot now. It's pointless. They did it. They did it well. Who am I to say that they should fix their album? Yeah, well, there's some nice ones on the um... one of my favorite Animal Climber songs. Christ, you know I love that song on the uh, EP coming yes. up. Yeah. All right, so let's get into my this the ratings. Oh, oh the girlfriend ratings. Girlfriend ratings. We might this might take a while. Um, there's a nice picture here on the Wikipedia page for painting with of um geologist wearing a house suit t-shirt. I know it's that very cool t-shirt. Very cool. I want to get one of those t-shirts. Yeah, it would be nice to get a house suit t-shirt. And um AV is wearing a Roy Orbison one. He's wearing his hat, his cap, slightly askew. Oh, that's cool, isn't it? Yeah, it's kind of cool. I can't a panda is wearing one with a wolf on. Which seems quite Michael McEwen. Mm. Yeah, I want to get more wolf shirts. If anyone wants to buy me a Christmas present, I'd like a wolf shirt. Um, he's not asking, he's telling people. Um, uh, you're only closer to finding them. Not really. Long time ago, huh? Yeah, well, we just chat a lot, don't we? Um, he's trying to hide some nudes from me, I think, just in case. <laughs> you see, I went to, the, um, I went to uh, where they did the Beatles rooftop concert. Yes, I had a dream that we went there once. Did you know that? Really? Yeah. You and I. Yeah, That's funny, me, you and Isa, and we climbed on top and we got um, chased by like the police. Wow. Where is it? It's just in like uh, cent, you know, central. It's just in, like central. Yeah, someone central. Central London, isn't it? Hey, uh, hey, Ringo, can you meet us in central London? We're gonna think about playing on top of a roof. I can see Pitch Owl Central from here. Okay, I found it. Ready? Okay, yep. Um, so I sent her a playlist about uh, 12 songs, maybe about an hour. This is her ratings out of five. Not in order, mm -hmm. but it's almost in order. Who could win a rabbit? 3.5 out of five. Harsh. Very harsh. It's a five. It's a five. Well, if honest, these are all fives. Uh, Prospect Hammer. This is her typing it out. That's funny. <laughs> she put Prospect Hammer. Uh, 4 out of 5, like yeah. that one. Water Curses, 3 out of 5. No, it's a 5. It's a 5. Yeah, for Water Curses is a 5, you're right. I mean, we talked about it, it's the perfect pop song. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we did, we did call it the perfect Shocked pop song. she didn't love that. Um, my Girl's 4 out of 5. It's a 5. Yeah, there's no 5. My top song of the year, everyone. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant like, it was released a while ago, right? My, no, my, top, my most played song listen. of the year. Okay. Rosie O. Hang on. I didn't spot this. I do. 2.5 out of 5. Yeah, she's right. She hates it. It's not a good song. It's one of the weaker ones and said Pete Hurts. Jesus. <laughs> I'm about to break up for that. <laughs> well, it's going to be a difficult conversation at say that much. <laughs> to bring this up. Alright, uh, Florida, 4 out of 5. She likes that one. It's a 5, but go on. <laughs> Golden Gal 3.5 out of 5. I don't know how that dropped. Come so. on. I don't know. What's happened there? Press the John 4 out of 5. She likes the new one. Oh, uh, yeah. Mm. Plastic fan. <laughs> Derek, 3.5 out of 5. It's a 4 or 4.5. Okay. It's 5, so. Uh, summertime clothes, 4. 5. You get She'd say 5. <laughs> She'd say 5. Bluish. Spelled wrong, there's an E in there, but that's fine. 4 out of 5. To 4.5. <laughs> Brother Sport, 4 out of 5. It's a 5. To 4.5. Yeah, it's 5. Did you see the words 3.5 out of 5? Yeah, it's a 5. 
So what we can just deduce is that she likes the. Uh, she likes Centipede Merryweather. The most. Merryweather, she likes. Them. Oh, I see. Yeah, she hates Centipede. She likes Spirit. They've gone. Did you say? <laughs> I'll find out. I'm gonna get back to you. Um, two point five for Rosie. Are you gonna message it right now? No, I'll wait till afterwards. But okay, it's gonna throw us off for the rest of this podcast. But Michael, please can we listen to? Oh right, yeah. The painters, the EP that came out. Okay. How long afterwards was it? It would have been the next year, I think. The Painters Animal Collective. February 17, 2017. You were incredibly correct. Memory Man! You ever listen to her Bottom Officers football podcast? No. <laughs> it's uh, so good. It's called Atletico Mint. Yeah, um, my brother listens to it. Really? The Independent rated the album four stars, The Painters. Possibly the perfect animal collective release, they said. Fucking bizarre what the fuck? review. <laughs> Pitchcock. Pitch, Pitchcock. Pitchcock. Pitchcock gave it a 6.1, which is very harsh. Well, they gave uh, painting with 6.2. That's horrible. It's ridiculous, isn't it? That's disgusting. I threw up in my mouth when I read it. We should um, bomb wherever they work. <laughs> Just crash a plane into that building, wherever they work. <laughs> what? <laughs> what do you mean? Where, yeah. where, wherever the pitchfork office is, we should um, think, need, we should crash a plane into it. No, no, you can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> what's the first song on this bad boy? Gonna oh. girls, you love this song. I love this song. It brings me so much joy. It makes me so happy, and I'll hear no bad word against it. It's a bit weird. It's silly. It's got some silly lyrics in. Some of their like cringiest, but it's such a good song. Like what they're doing here with the boat, like, what is that sample or something? It sounds great. Yeah, like they've sampled themselves. It's got a great lyric video on YouTube. <laughs> um, this is a good song, yeah. Great. And it's got it's another one that has really nice sections. Yeah. I don't know, there was something about when this whole album because I think at this point I was maybe I was being uh, gaslighted by pitchfork and things that collective wasn't good anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was a young, impressionable twenty-year-old. Uh, mm. um, so I don't know. I never loved it. But I think it's good. It's so great. This chorus and the build-up to it as well. Oh, those drums. I know we've. Had I always, I always thought it sounded good. I don't know. There's something about yeah the lyrics that maybe, maybe a little bit too cheesy for me. Maybe. Unity of all kinds, that's beautiful. Don't you feel me feel your heart shine? It's yeah, lovely. It's just not very animal collective, is it? Knowing father and mummers, that's the kind of shit they always say. They're talking about their parents and shit. <laughs> <laughs> talking about. Things are kind of bonkers. Kind of bonkers. Kind of bonkers, pretty bonkers. It's good, it's not really even my favourite on this little EP. If that's honest. mad. That's mad. It's okay. Is it the next track? Because that one is great. Uh, yeah, it is. It is the next track. So should we get into the next track? Yeah, I guess so. I like this. I don't want it's a great, it's, it's, it's an amazing song. Okay. I love this. I love this song. Oh. This one, I think, would fit really well on the on the other on the album. Completely agree. Because they're doing the same vocal thing, but slightly it's slightly different. More chill. It's more mellow. Yeah. Yeah. They could have broken up a little bit more. Yeah. They could have made the album even just a song longer and 
Yeah. I love it. Because, like, presumably these are all from sort of the same sessions, right? Because, mm. probably. They sound very and similar they get in production. Yeah. It's great, it's a lot simpler, it's less hectic. Mm hmm. It's really good. Peacemaker. Lovely song. Goalkeeper. I love the lyric. I love that the boys like soccer ahead of football, despite being American. Mm-hmm. Andre Scottie is a fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fan, big fan of the old footy. Yeah. And to be honest, I don't know goalkeeper Jimmy Mack that well. Isn't Jimmy Mack a cover of a song? Jimmy Mack is a cover of a song. Anyway, we're talking about goalkeeper right now. Shut up. <laughs> um. Okay, I don't really have much on goalkeeper. Too. Oh, it's it's all right. Isn't it? Yeah, best left of the album. Yes. Like this bit. Yeah, yeah, it's alright. Yeah. Then, okay. Fina Lamont. Jimmy Man, you don't know the original of this? I don't think so. I'm sure I would if I heard it. It's good. Martha. Martha and Vandellas, huh? Yeah, you'd, you'd know it if you'd heard. Mm. Yeah, don't know. But this is a cool cover. Yeah, good to keep this underneath. Very rare for them to do a cover. It is, yeah. Right. They, they released them on their. Uh, SoundCloud or whatever sometimes. Yeah. I think they did like a David Berman cover at some point. That sounds right. They did a, they did a very cool Bob Dylan like little remix. Lovely sounds in this. It's a shame it's almost kind of wasted on kind of being in colour. Yeah, yeah, it's true. But yeah, it works in the context of CP. It's cool. Yeah. So Kind of Bunkers and Peacemaker, they both make up onto your new version. Yeah, but like I said, I'm abandoning that. I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot and they don't know what they're doing. Because of the bagels one. Because of the bagels one. <laughs> I need to do something that wretches all right, you know? Okay. Um, we done it then. I think we've done it. That's the painting era. So That's quite a long podcast we've done so far. Yeah, where do we, where do, what, do we, what are your final thoughts? What do you want to say? Um, the future of Animal Collective. So that was it for a while, wasn't it? It's only literally the other fucking week that we got a new proper actual full band animal collective. Of course, song. we need to talk about. I think we in maybe in a separate episode we should talk about the EP. Um, Bridge to Choir. Yeah. Okay. Well, we and we'll... also, um, what's that track of theirs that's really popular on Spotify that I really like? <laughs> Oh, from uh, Meeting of the Waters, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Man of Oil. We'll do a little double bill of those or something. Yeah, I like that Man of Oil EP. is a beautiful song I want to talk about. Though. I like that whole EP. I yeah, it's a good EP. It's cool. Um, I think the plan is we've got to do a part two of Panda Bear. Mm-hmm. We've got to do an AV Terror episode. Mm-hmm. And then I reckon we'll squeeze in one more miscellaneous, go through everything we've missed. Mm-hmm. And then maybe we could do my ultimate ranking. Mm. You know, I've got that written. You now. do indeed. So we'll go through that. And then, by the time we've done all that, it'll be new album time. New album time. Time skiffs. Time skiffs when you're having skiffs. Time skiffs when you're painting with. Wow. So, I think that's a pretty nice note to go out on. Absolutely. Um, thanks for joining us again. Thank you, Issa, for joining. Um, she's probably sound asleep now. I hope we've not been keeping her up. Yeah. We probably have. Yeah. <laughs> um, and... As always, I 
say to you? Time skips when you're painting with. Time skips when you're painting with on your father's grave. Amen. Amen. Goodbye. Bye.